0: So welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien.
1: We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion, though. It was a trial, but we did it. We're in for a bit of a tone shift over the next couple months. As we jump into all things The Hobbit.
0: I wanna I want to put in an honorable mention for someone saying majestic Thorin
1: he's like a Maybelline or Garnier fruit cheese ad well that's in the movie that's on the book
2: <laughs> so join Caitlin and Rachel Emmy as we take you on this unexpected journey there and back again. <laughs>
1: I see what you all did there. That was very clever.
2: (laughs) Okay, so here we are, back for another week of Hobbiting. (laughs) (laughs) The last week of Hobbiting. Well, our final official week. It's the Hobbitist Hobbit. And this week we are covering the final three chapters. Chapter 17, The Clouds Burst. Chapter 18, The Return Journey. And chapter 19, The Last Stage. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of eager to start The Lord of the Rings, because I've been really wanting to read it since we have started this, and been, like, not letting myself. So I'm
0: excited. Me too. I hope we have more things to talk about than we have about The Hobbit. We will. But yeah, I haven't reread it for a while.
2: I haven't reread it beginning to end for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. I do quite often just pick it up and read, like, well, my favorite bits and then other bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. But we can talk about that later. This is about The Hobbit. And just in case I forget to mention it at the end, we're taking a bit of a break after this because I'm going to New York. So we're probably going to take two weeks off because I don't think we'll be able to fit in another recording. Um, And then we will come back with our Drunk Hobbit episode. Which we have an idea for, but we're still ironing that out. And then we will be diving into Fellowship of the Ring. Yay!
1: Yay. Woo! I'm so excited.
2: But basically, our movie episodes and our drunk episode are our most listened to. So <laughs> <laughs> we can't skip the drunk episode. Nope. Um, so I will do characters. Go for it. Okay. So in Chapter 17, The Clouds First, we have Bilbo it's a surprise that he is still here and then we have bard our friendly neighbor (laughs) screw you guys (laughs) (laughs) our evil dragon slayer i (laughs) thought i was funny (laughs) well everybody but me laughed.
0: i just Uh, laughed because i could tell right in the middle i was reading it as you were reading it aloud and i knew that you were going to get hung up in there (laughs)
2: We have Gandalf, our favorite wizard, who is here, and dramatic as ever, and we have the Stone. All the dwarves are here, literally, all of them, hundreds of them, they've all come.
1: Every single one arrives. We have 513 find- dwarves.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> Dane
0: brought exactly 500. Yep. He but made is it- sure it wasn't 501. Is it an inclusive 500? What do you mean? Is it Hard 500 plus Dane? Or is shouldn't. it is Dane one of the five hundred?
1: Who can we ask?
0: I, I feel like I I feel like everything they've said has been
2: Dane is coming with an army of five hundred. So I would say five hundred and one. Alright, so we have five hundred and fourteen dwarves. They're not unlucky anymore. They don't even need Bilbo. Maybe that's <laughs> why they turned into shits. <laughs> Anyways. So then we have the Elven King and we have Bolg, son of Azog. I- <laughs> I can't think of him any other way. Um, New leader of the goblin army, which is riding on wargs, and sometimes there's bats. And then at the very end, we got some eagles. I almost said bats again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have more bats. Listen, there were a lot of bats from the sound of it. Yeah. Eagles, though. Eagles is what we got.
0: The eagles are coming. Yes,
2: we have a line so famous that it made its way into two movies, even though it didn't make sense in either of them.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's true. And so our summary of this chapter, which could actually be that it sums up an hour and a half of the movie in 11 pages, um, and we're a little salty about it. What actually happens is that Dane finally shows up to attack, then orcs and the wolves show up to attack, and then there's a lot of attacking and a lot of battle. And then suddenly it's dwarves, elves, and men against the orcs and wolves. Um, and there's a whole lot of battle stuff happening. Lots of stuff. And battle. And and more battle. Mm-hmm. And armor.
0: And a little bit of stuff.
1: <laughs> Bang, poke,
0: crash. Anyway, so the long description of all of this battle fun stuff. Uh, the day after Bilbo hands off the Arkenstone... Bard, the elves, and an old cloaked man, who could it be? I don't know! (laughs) March to the gate of the Lonely Mountain to bargain with Thorin. Thorin, who's still being super high and mighty, says, mm, no, and Bard reveals the Arkenstone. Bard insists that he's not a thief, and he's willing to give the stone to Thorin in exchange for what his people rightfully deserve, especially, you know, the food and shelter that they need, and money to pay for those things and all that fun uh thorin furiously demands to know how bard got the arkenstone and before bard can snitch bilbo admits that he was the one who handed it over uh thorin seizes bilbo and starts cursing bilbo and then gandalf for making a bad choice of of hobbit burglar uh thorin's gonna throw bilbo over well throw bilbo over the edge and it's very sad but gandalf uh Sorry, the old man who was cloaked uh, <laughs> throws off his cloak and reveals that it's Gandalf. Um, Extra to the end. Yep. So, I love it. Gandalf is like, before you kill anyone, maybe listen to their reasons. And Bilbo's all, remember when you said I could have a fourteenth share of the treasure? I picked that rock. Uh, Bilbo seems at this point to still think that. The common sense of his actions will save him, which, bless you, Bilbo, you're too good for them. Yes, yeah, um, it goes over how you'd expect, and uh, Thorin, um, Thorin tells Bard and company that he will come, he will give them one fourteenth of the treasure in exchange, um, but it's to come from what Bilbo's share would have been, and uh, so Thorin tells Bilbo if he doesn't leave, he's going to throw him from the wall. And oh, that, that
1: escalated so fast. Like, really, Thorin.
0: Yep. Um, and he's like, well, the gold and silver will follow after. We'll check that town after you. Um, but we all know Thorin's already lost to the same dragon sickness, so uh, probably not going to actually do it. Thorin thinks that Dane will come in time to help, and he can recover the stone without having to pay anything. All the other dwarves are ashamed of Thorin, but they still don't do anything about it. Just slap them. Yep. Really, guys. Bystanders. They're the worst. Pretty much. Um, Also complicit are the Ravens, who agree to take a message to Dane saying, like, here's what's going on, and Dane's army runs through the night to get there early. So rude. So rude. Um, It's probably a false message, too, like, they're stealing the Arkenstone. Pretty much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Already stolen, but whatever.
0: Um, anyway, so Dane shows up with an army of 500 dwarves. Uh, the dwarves are so badass that they warrant a not insubstantial paragraph of description all about how amazing they are. And none of them are riding pigs. None of them are riding pigs. Imagine that.
1: Makes so much more sense, I'm just saying. Yep. And they're
2: yep. not riding goats either, which, like, makes more sense, but also I'm a little bit sad.
0: <laughs> yep. Anyway. Um, Bard is like, nope, we can't, we can't let the uh, army of dwarves go to the mountain until Thorin gives up the gold. That won't end well. And um, sorry, trying to read how this sentence is structured. It's possible that it's not structured. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that
1: it's just there.
0: <laughs> um, I'm just gonna skip ahead too. and uh, so Bard trying to fend off Dane, um, tries to send messengers to the mountain to say, like, hey, hurry up with that gold. But the messengers get shot at, which isn't very good bargaining practice. So, Mm. um, Dane starts marching towards Bard's men, looking like there's gonna be a, a battle. Um, meanwhile, the Elven King is like, uh, this isn't really what I'm here for. Maybe we should wait a minute. And Deus Ex not birds. (coughs) <coughs> the sky's darken it's Babs um, <laughs> and Gandalf pops up right in the middle of the two armies and goes like oh, stop something something you shall not pass uh,
2: <laughs> and yes that's how that scene went something <laughs> totally. something
0: that's it you shall not pass look over there <laughs> but literally look over there there's a new army did he actually say look over there? Because I was just joking. <laughs> Almost certainly not.
2: Halt, cried Gandalf. Alas, dread has come. The
0: goblins are
2: upon you. Yeah, okay, he's good. He's good. He didn't say that.
0: I, but he did say, behold, the bats are above his army like a sea of locusts.
2: So. That's some good lines, actually. Dread has come upon you. Alas, it has come more swiftly than I guessed. Bulg of the north is coming, O oh Dane, whose father you slew in Moria. Behold, that sounds like you slew Dane's father in Moria, whatever. Yeah, the bats are above his army like a No, sea he's
0: yelling boat. at Dane, saying. No, I know, but it just. Okay.
2: Yeah. Anyway. May I just say that Dane's father's name is Nain? And mm-hmm. that's the stupidest name in this whole book. <laughs> and that is saying something.
0: <laughs> it's a good thing he's not in this book. Nane? Nain. Nain. Whatever. <laughs> it's a very, uh, inane name. Ha <laughs> Anyway, so, um, the goblins are here. They're led by Bulg, who took up leadership after the great goblin bit it. The, uh, orcs have been gathering and furiously pursuing the dwarves ever since. It's a pretty classic revenge story. Everyone wants revenge on the dwarves. But there are five armies. Um... So basically you end up with the the goblins who have wargs, also bats, but it's the, the wolves that get their own army status.
2: I always thought the five armies were, so there's like the elves, the dwarves, the humans, the goblins, and then
0: I always just assumed the five was the eagles. See, I had thought so too, but the way it was described, hang on. I was like, oh, huh. I guess they're wolves, because... Searching, searching, searching. Here we go. So began a battle that none had expected, and it was called the Battle of Five Armies, and it was very terrible. Upon one side were the goblins, one, and the wild wolves, two, and upon the other were elves, three, and men, four, and dwarves, five. I guess. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: just, She's not having it.
0: I mean... That's fair. But this battle is misnamed then. On on Tolkien's terms. Well, they didn't know that the... That's just like the, the bats were Deus Ex Batina. Right. But they weren't like
2: in the middle Batina. of this battle saying, Behold, this is the Battle of Five Armies. They name it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> when after all the... <laughs> <laughs> they should
1: have done a better job of counting, but... Yeah, know, I think, so. I think the point is just low. that no one counts the eagles. Which is fair, because they like just show up for the glory and then bug out. Yeah, that's fair. Whatever. Anyway. All right, carry on. I'm
0: sorry. So, um we have we have a, a battle about ready to start. I do appreciate that in the middle like Gandalf is like, "Okay, Dane, let's we have time to talk about this." And then everyone just sort of gets together and is like, "Nope, this is definitely true. That's that's a better uh better enemy." <laughs> like everyone really quickly just sets aside their differences and gets on mm-hmm. with it. Like, yeah. nope,
1: that there, that there I see is a plot. So, <laughs> let's come together. Yeah, I, I had a,
2: I guess just before this happens, the Elven King had a line that says, Long will I tarry, ere I begin this war for gold. The dwarves cannot pass us unless we will or do anything that we cannot mark. Which I like, because he's saying, like, I'm not going to kill anyone for money. Let's just wait. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like, I hate to say it, but... Every word I I like the Elven King more and more.
0: He's pretty much the most reasonable person in the story yeah. at this point, aside from Bilbo. Yep. Yeah, obviously.
2: But then the goblins show up and things change.
0: Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> I would have liked that movie a lot better if we like had this great story of people actually like overcoming their differences. Then and...
1: yeah, would have been a bit more interesting.
0: Anyway, um, so yeah, battle starts. It's not pretty. Bilbo is somewhat useless.
2: <laughs> doesn't he just stand around invisible and then get
0: knocked out?
1: Yeah. Pretty much. Not, yeah, he just is invisible. He hangs out next to Gandalf and then, yeah, becomes unconscious at the that, very end. Not, so.
2: to, not to belittle all that he's done. Just, he's not like this Is a,
1: Battles are not a strong suit.
2: Yeah, he's not an infantry man.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope.
2: He does notice the eagles
0: coming and has his famous line. And, and he did, like, kind of choose to make a stand with the elves and, and didn't just, you know, run away, which he could have done. He, he does stay in the thick of it, so. This is true. When we, sorry, do you still have more summary to go? Just a tiny bit. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, Bilbo's somewhat useless wearing his ring and invisible. Um, the elves, oh, I think that's supposed to be fight. Um, yeah, the union of elves, men, and dwarves, they had a great strategy about, you know, Luring them into the valley and then falling on them and it's looking pretty good. Things might be victorious, but oops, nope. Some goblins climb the mountain and come up from behind. Um, Sucks to suck. So with this <clears throat> swarm of goblins, uh, thing things aren't, aren't seeming so good for our heroes. Um, and we all know what happens in Tolkien when it seems like the heroes are, are all done for. You have two options. You get a Gandalf or you get some eagles. And we already have a Gandalf, so time for some eagles. (laughs) We didn't talk about... Because it's before the eagles that Thorne and company do join the battle, don't they? I think so. I think you forgot that, Emmy. I think I did. You know, NBD.
1: I just don't. I'm just so over them already that I just cut them out.
0: I guess that's fair. But they
2: do come out and join the battle, and it's a big sort of rallying moment.
1: Yeah, and it's really
0: cool, so... Yeah, it's sort of an initial, the initial not going well. And then, yeah, Thorin and the dwarves come out in shining armor. And he actually says, right, to me, to me, elves and men, to me, oh my kinfolk. And it's like, not just the dwarves rallying, but he's like, yeah, everyone, again, set aside the differences. Yes, I will fight with all of you.
2: Yeah, and doesn't it talk about how even the Elven King had to stop some of his people from going over there? like people listen to him. Mhm. So it showed that he could be like a charismatic leader. Just recently has chosen not to be and then, you know, he dies. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And then, you know, he doesn't. Yeah, why, well, I said
0: I said dies, he dies. I, I know, just, but just oh, Okay. We're we're not quite there yet, but we do yeah. see uh That's why I whispered it, Rachel. <laughs> Thorin uh sort of driving right toward Bolg in a, a heroic attack, but um, Bolg has a bodyguard, which is just great. Um, and, and things are If I were going the well. son of Azog, I would have a bodyguard too. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, Bilbo sort of sees his friends getting swallowed up in the madness and things going really bad and everything is going to be unfortunate and... Bilbo's all like, I wish Spog had just, you know, taken all the treasure and gotten out of here. Um, (laughs) Like the master of Lake Town. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, And then the eagles. The eagles are coming. And then Bilbo does an awesome little dance like, the eagles, the eagles. Uh, And uh, the elves can't see him, but they can hear him. And everyone starts yelling, the eagles. And then a rock hits Bilbo on the head. I really hope it was dropped by an eagle. <laughs> that will be really funny. Like not on
2: purpose, obviously. Just they missed their mark and got Bilbo, who was so excited to see them.
1: That's, <laughs> that's my... how I like to imagine it happening. Yeah, that's yep. my head
2: cannon. Especially since he was invisible, so they didn't know.
0: Pretty much. All right. I've
2: never, I've never understood why that that line is so iconic. I think it's dumb, but i think that's kind of the point i don't know but like tolkien himself talks about it in the later books it's like or you know like the other characters talk about it Mm -hmm. it happens again and somebody it's got it's got to be pippin yells Mm -hmm. it
0: i just like the idea of pippin yelling it because of you know bilbo having told this story so many times yeah it's like it's like the that's so sweet but even picture it almost being like a, a meme in Hobbiton, like all of the little, you know. <laughs> Anytime anything is going on, you yell, the eagles are coming! I like, <laughs> I like, since it's
2: mentioned, okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but since it's mentioned at the end of this book that, like, the children hobbits like Bilbo so much more than any adult Bilbo, uh, uh, the, the hobbits do, I like this idea that that's their, like, cry for when adults are coming. <laughs> there we go, The <laughs> eagles are coming! <laughs> the eagles are coming.
0: All right. Anyways, so, sorry. Favorite lines.
2: Uh, I read my one by the king. I did you like did, a didn't. lot of the battle description. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It was a terrible
0: battle. <laughs> yep. No, this this comment is good. Who's was this your comment? That was my Keep, comment. Oh, this yeah. is
1: me. I made this comment, um, which we should read for the class, um, which basically was the fact that in this chapter, there were a lot of battle scenes, and they were not funny the way that violence is sort of at the start of the book, and they were not romanticized the way battle and warfare often is in a lot of high fantasy books, but you could really tell, like... The author got a lot of gritty details that sort of made it very clear that like trench warfare had a serious impact on how Tolkien saw warfare, how he envisioned this battle sort of taking place.
2: Mm-hmm. And it and it wasn't like, like it was still a children's book. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, gr- gr- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't Gross. too, well, <laughs> I guess, yeah, but it wasn't about the violence so much as it was about the ugliness, yeah, and I thought that was very, very well written. Uh, not, not, not an easy line to tread. Making sure that you get how terrible it is across without discussing all the violence in detail, the way Peter Jackson does.
0: I'm my my comment is just like so much less poignant, and the whole thing about Dane slaying Azog at Moria. Oh. It's just so funny because, like, three movies worth of melodramatic hunting and Azog trying to get vengeance on the line of and <laughs> It's like, nope, Thing killed you. You're worthy of a half a line. Congrats. Yeah, I
2: wonder why they decided to make Azog the big bad and not Bolg, son of Azog.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> they'd need his backstory uh, in here, I too. Know.
2: I mean, Bolg was there. I know, I don't know. But... Yeah. Anyways. Oh, I'm still <laughs> mad. Anyways. Screw that movie. Doo, doo, doo. I'm just sort of looking through. I am glad that Thorin and company didn't stay locked up in the mountain as long as they did in the movie. Or at least it didn't feel nearly as long. No, I
0: mean, pretty much as the battle gets started, they pretty much went and armed themselves and showed up. Yeah. It is possible that things just felt
2: very long in the movie.
0: But, yeah. but he had to have his whole emotional come to LA moment and
1: (laughs) yeah he did didn't he that was there I almost lost it in the (laughs) sea of battles but that was there
2: we all need to have a come to LA moment and not much really to discuss they had a good battle Yep. Bilbo misses a lot of it (laughs) so we don't get a lot of it you know we'll talk about the rest of it soon
0: alright next chapter
1: alright I'm doing the long, short summary.
0: (laughs) So, chapter 18. The Return Journey. I'll do the actual short summary. Alright. So, uh, in this chapter, we still have Bilbo and Gandalf. We have dwarves, but we have slightly fewer dwarves. Mm. It's seven. And we still have Bard and the Elven King and Dane. But we also have Bjorn! Oh, yeah.
2: I, like, just Woo! read this and I'd forgotten.
1: How could you forget? He literally turns the tide. Because it just seems weird. And is, does it he is. count as an army? Why is he What here? army is he? <laughs> I know is he that, should be an army. <laughs> He's the seventh at, army. Yeah, it's, it's the, the battle, battle of seven, are
2: seven are we, armies. Are we at seven now? Anyways, so the quick sum up is that Bilbo wakes up, Thorin dies, we learn that Filae and Kili are also dead, it's all very sad. And then Bilbo finally, finally gets to go home. Dream about his armchair a little bit.
1: Um. Yeah. So when Bilbo finally regains consciousness after being hit on the head with a rock, he is all alone. The battle is over. Um, the goblins and the orcs lost. But Bilbo still Yay. somehow thinks this is a huge <laughs> letdown. Right, This is a disappointment, um, because battle is, after all, not as glorious in real life as it is in the stories that they always told back in Hobbiton. Um, One of the men takes poor Bilbo to Dale, where he ends up meeting up with Gandalf, who, if I remember correctly, has his arm uh, in a sling. He did something to it. That was probably heroic, but not mentioned. Um, And then there's Thorin, who has been fatally wounded, and he is on his deathbed, which Yes, is what it means to be fatally wounded. Um, and he ends up making apologies to Bilbo. And they're, you know, very sweet, um, where he admits that he was wrong. But when he dies, I don't know, it still felt like kind of a letdown to me. He doesn't apologize for almost throwing Bilbo off the mountain. Oh, but he, Thorin.
2: He does have his his famous line, which I think uh, deserves to be famous, which I didn't. Oh, I did, Mark. Um, there is more in you of good than you know, child of the kindly West. Some courage and some wisdom blended in measure. If more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier
1: world. It is a very pretty line. Such a good line. And that, the way he's talking there reminds me a lot of how Thorin talked primarily in the beginning of the book, and less so the way he acted, like, more on their journey. He got
2: some
0: fresh air. He did. Mm
1: -hmm. He's reverted back to old Thorin.
0: Yeah. All verbose and ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Very extra. Um, But now he's dead. So that's (laughs) over. And Bilbo uh, takes it really personally, because after all, the entire battle uh, is maybe kind of possibly his fault, because he could have handled the Arkenstone thing more diplomatically. Uh, So even though he had the best of intentions, everyone died because of him.
2: A little self-centered,
1: but that's okay. Still a good soul. Um, And then Bilbo and the reader, us, learn what happened in the Battle of the Five Armies. The eagles um, saw an army of goblins, you know, moving across the land, which was suspicious. So they flew to intervene at the very last minute because they have a great sense of dramatic timing. But even with the eagles, it seemed like all was lost. They were still outnumbered. And it was actually the arrival of Bjorn, who is our favorite shapeshifter, who changed Mm -hmm. the tide of things and won the day for, you know, goodness and light and men and elves and dwarves. Um, So, Bjorn was apparently so angry to see that Thorin was wounded that he took out a huge battalion of the goblins himself. Um, And they said some really great, hilarious line about how, even years later, this area of the Misty Mountains was not plagued by goblins because he murdered them so ferociously. Nice, nice. Yeah, he did a good job. Um, and the Eagles, as is their wont, pretty much peace out right after the battle. They're mysterious like that. And then Dane replaces Thorin as the king under the mountain, and all of the dwarves except for uh, Thorin, Keely, and Feely survive. Hmm. And presumably, whoever else died in the battle, though we didn't know about, but
2: some of the five hundred. The-
1: the rest of the company is there um dane does not get dragon sickness from all of the golden erebor and he sends one fourteenth 14th of the gold to bard to help rebuild um because bilbo's treasure after all had already been promised to uh the men he which hon- is, yeah he honors Thorin's promise which exactly is nice. which is kind of sad because you know thorn apologized to bilbo but bilbo is actually relieved not to have to deal with all of this gold, because trying to carry one-fourteenth of all of the gold under the mountain all the way back to the Shire, that would have been a huge hassle. That would have been too much. What would he even do with that? Um, So he leaves for the Shire with Gandalf, and they only have two chests packed tight full of treasure. And before he leaves, he ends up giving the Elven King a necklace, um, apparently for his hospitality, which seems like such a hobbit thing to do.
2: Well, if you remember when he was hiding... When he was invisible in in the in the Elven Kingdom, he felt so guilty about stealing their food. And when he <laughs> gives him the necklace, the Elven King is like, "Why are you giving this to me?" And he's like, "Well, I just feel like like maybe I'm not really a burglar." It's so I enjoyed cute. your
1: hospitality, even though you didn't notice. Yeah, it is. It's really sweet, I, and it kind of goes back to how Bilbo values hospitality, mm-hmm. right? Which Thorin mentioned. Dun dun dun. Circular anyway, characters. You
0: need to read, you know, the titles that Bilbo gets. All of them? Oh I'd Bilbo the them. Magnificent. <laughs> yep.
2: I, okay, so first of all, I will say that Bilbo says, I mean, even a burglar has his feelings. <laughs> I have drunk much of your wine and eaten much of your bread. And then the Ellen King says, Oh Bilbo the Magnificent, and I name you Elffriend and Blessed. May your shadow never grow less, or stealing would be too easy.
1: (laughs) It's It's really good. That is really good.
2: And they have like a nice little friendliness. And I love it because it's adorable.
1: It is. And then, okay, so it takes, I guess back to the story. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) It takes Bilbo and Gandalf about a year to get all the way back to Hobbiton. Um, And they find the way to be far easier on the journey to the Shire than it was from the Shire to the mountain. um, Because, you know, all of their enemies are pretty much dead. And also probably has something to do with the fact that Bjorn makes the journey with them and protects them. So this, you know, ferocious shapeshifter bear man probably has something to do with why their journey was so easy. It's my thought.
2: I wonder if he hires himself out as a bodyguard. (laughs) Sounds like he'd make a good one. Right.
1: Yeah. He turned the tide of a whole war. This one person Mm -hmm. or bear, I guess he was a bear then.
0: Yeah. I just want to point out what didn't get mentioned is that when they bury Thorin, they, um, lay him deep in the mountain and put the Arkenstone upon him. But then the Elven King gives back Orcrist and it apparently what they say it, um, continues to glow and like give them warning when danger comes and it's all very touching
1: but they buried him deep in the mountain so
0: look don't question the the reality of it too much. okay it's just really nice <laughs> that you true, know, I know the, better the elven it is king it's very sweet Ugh. it's like this ancient elvish blade and yeah yeah it's a really nice moment it's a good gesture and way better than
2: you know legolas throwing it to him in the middle of whatever <laughs> yeah or legolas
0: existing at all <laughs>
2: Gen- in the Listen, movie, we've talked in the about movie, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I, I just kind of hate though that suddenly everybody's generous and kind to each other when like they couldn't have
0: fucking been that before they all died. But whatever, it's fine. People yep. are assholes. Everyone's terrible. Okay, that's the whole point of the uh, more people valued. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. Humanity I is the worst. We should have hobbits and we should be ruled by them. As somebody who has identified as a hobbit for quite some time, I like this plan. All right.
2: I will be your new overlord. Can't be worse than what we've got now. (laughs) The Canadian tyrant, Caitlin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. So favorite lines. Um, We came across Caitlin's favorite line. Would you like to read it? Oh, yes. yes. You've
1: wounded many wounds? I was about to be like, your silence is unnerving. Do you not remember what you wrote?
2: <laughs> I didn't write it. I, no, I wrote it, but yeah. I wrote it partly oh, on your okay. behalf. And then I commented on it. But yes, it was Thorne who was wounded with many wounds, right? Mm-hmm. And then I just remember coming across it and being so excited and feeling, I've met, like, we talked about it kind of juristically previously, but now coming across it here, it was like an old friend. And I, I, it made me smile, which is perhaps something silly when it is a part of the death of a main character, but it did, and I liked it. And thank you, Tolkien, for being so Tolkien. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Yeah, it's some quality writing right there. Yep. I. So the end of this chapter has.
0: I, I want to say, after sorry after after Emmy, your comment there. Please, no one um try to tell us the history of of like the old Norse epics and stuff. We we know the phrasing.
1: We do. We're here for
0: it. Okay, Emmy,
1: go
2: with your pair. Go ahead. Prayer. Sorry.
0: <laughs> That's okay. I was just like, don't start this again.
1: Yeah. I don't remember what I was saying. Anyway, we're just going to start over yeah. and it'll be fine. Um. So this chapter ends with, Just like my favorite aesthetic paragraph. Um, And then one of the most famous lines by Bilbo. So it's, At last they came up the long road and reached the very pass where the goblins had captured them before. But they came to that high point at morning, and looking backward they saw a white sun shining over the outstretched lands. There behind lay Mirkwood, blue in the distance, and darkly green at the nearer edge, ever in the spring. There, far away, was the lonely mountain on the edge of eyesight. On its highest peak, yet snow... Blah, blah, on its highest peak, snow yet unmelted, was gleaming pale. So comes snow after fire, and even dragons have their ending, said Bilbo, and he turned his back on his adventure. The tukish part of him was getting very tired, and the baggins was daily getting stronger. I wish now only to be in my own armchair, he said. Which might be the last time that comes up. I think it is, because he arrives home and they sold his armchair, so, you know. <laughs> it's so sad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> After all that wishing for his armchair. Goes ever on and on. We never get, we, like, see, they talk about the silver spoons a lot, but we never get a confirmation of whether or not he gets his armchair back, and I am...
1: <sighs> she dwells on it to this day.
2: I hope he got it back, and I hope whoever bought it quote-unquote stole got a good punch to the face <laughs> stealing his armchair <laughs> okay chapter 19 then <laughs> if we're, we're done talking about the battle and the death of thorn oakenshield king under the mountain for
0: a week it is just it very much heightens the sadness to picture richard armish dying he does it so pretty
2: yeah I will say, like, obviously the book is way better than the movie, but while I got a little, like, stingy-eyed in the book, I didn't actually cry like I did in the movie. So, they knew how to just rip that out of me, which admittedly is is not difficult. I cry at the drop of a hat in fictional <laughs> things. <laughs> Anyways, the last stage. The end. Chapter 19. The finality of the final... I don't know where I'm going with that. Never mind. I will read the long <laughs> summary. What are you guys doing?
0: I may go for characters.
1: Awesome. Um, so in the last stage, we have Bilbo, you know, finally back to his Bagginsish ways. We have Gandalf, who's our wizard. We have Elrond, the elf. We've got other random elves that we don't care about. Um, we have hobbits when Bilbo finally arrives back in the Shire, particularly the Sackville Bagginses, who, you know, are thieves. <laughs> Dirty, rotten. Low class thieves, um, and then there is also Balin the dwarf, is named in this chapter. So I guess he, he doesn't up. talk,
0: but he is there. But Gandalf does all the talking for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, in this chapter, Bilbo and Gandalf make the last of the journey back to the Shire. Bilbo becomes a poet and is presumed dead. I love that this is the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> So
2: Bilbo and Gandalf approach Rivendell and are once again greeted with songs uh, sung by elves that they cannot see. This tune, to me at least, seems a little more welcoming than the previous one. Like, they're not really making fun of them this time. So much as I I feel like they're singing about what's happened, right? Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. So that's... Probably because there's no dwarves there. That's true. Um...
2: They spent some time resting at Rivendell. And this is like, they spent some weeks with Bayorn too. And then they got to Rivendell and they spent at least a week or so there, I think. I think just a week. And this this type of travel is so foreign to us who can, you know, get on an airplane and be home in a couple hours. Because I would be going insane if I just wanted to be home and I spent, you know, a week here and a week there. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I just want my bed.
0: Yeah, Bjorn at least makes sense, because it was implied that they were pretty much wintering over. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is when Bilbo's like, no, I have to be getting home. I can't stay at Rivendell long. Only a week.
2: Yeah. Um, So while they're at Rivendell, Bilbo learns what Gandalf was up to while he abandoned the party to death and ruin. (laughs) Uh, He and other white wizards were dealing with the necromancer, as if that was important. Whatever. (laughs) um and they they banished the necromancer from i didn't write down the name of the place so i'm never gonna remember it
1: (laughs) is it the g1 oh it just
2: it just says from his dark hold in the south of markwood okay great
1: oh sure sure sure
2: sure double door yes there we go They discuss how Murgred will grow more welcoming now, and they discuss some foreboding things about this necromancer. And Elrond mentions how he fears, uh, or they wish he were banished from the world, but Elrond fears that will not come about in this age of the world, or for many after. Which is foreboding, but also incorrect. (laughs) That's like, the end of this age. Yeah. As more tales are exchanged, Bilbo pulls his classic move of going to sleep while people talk around him. He is awoken rather early in the morning by some elves singing outside of his window. They talk some, and then he goes back to sleep. And honestly, I did not understand the point of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> he literally gets up and he's like, oh, you're singing. And they're like, yes, we are. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to sleep. And they're like, yes, you are. Like, they all exchange right. a couple quips. I don't understand. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Bilbo and Gandalf continue back to the Shire. They stop to pick up the troll gold that they had buried. And after some time, they approach the outskirts of the Shire proper and Bilbo can just see his the hill that his, his hobbit hole is under. And then Bilbo recites his first version of The Road Goes Ever On, which was nice. And then Gandalf is about as perplexed as anyone would be having your traveling partner randomly fling poetry at you. (laughs) So that was interesting how he was just like, my dear Bilbo, something is the matter with you.
1: (laughs) Which is exactly what I would say,
2: really. Like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, Chill out. Bilbo approaches his house under hill and finds all of his goods being auctioned off as he has been gone for over a year and presumed dead
1: this (laughs) was so
2: sad to me in great tragedy the law fails him and he has to buy back much of his own things which just made me so angry why would people not give them back he just we just spend all this time On a book about greed and how being kind and welcoming and valuing food and goodness is better. And oh, it turns out that hobbits are just as greedy and shitty as everybody else. Like, I get that this is kind of supposed to be humorous, but it did not come across that way to me. It came across as hobbits are just as shitty as dwarves. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Anyways, Bilbo finds out that he is no longer a respectable hobbit. Going on adventures, having dwarves and wizards visit him, being an elf friend, it's just not done. So, his reputation is ruined. But he shares his wealth quite a bit by buying presents for his nephews and nieces, and is therefore liked by the only people whose opinion he cared for. Um, He keeps his ring, obviously. And still uses it, mostly to hide from people he doesn't want to talk to. I am jealous. Um, He took to writing poetry and visiting the elves, which just sounds really pretentious to me. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess he's rich now, so he can be as eccentric as he wants to be. He sounds like a hipster with a man bun. Yeah. But he (laughs) does start writing a memoir of his midlife crisis journey. Like, how much more nice, history nice, could nice. he get? He calls it... Really not at all. There and back again. A hobbit's holiday.
1: <laughs> a holiday. That word personally offends me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, right at the end, Gandalf and Balin come to visit. It's been a couple years now. And let Bilbo know how things are going in and around the mountain. Dale is good. Um, the master of Lake Town was taken by dragon sickness and... Runs off with his gold and starves to death after being abandoned in the woods. That's nice. Um, <laughs> what's his face? Bard has all rebuilt Dale and he's in charge there now. And that's that's good. Gandalf <laughs> uh, says there's much prosperity there now. They're making songs which say that in his day the rivers run with gold. I think that's about the new master of Lake Town, actually. But whatever. Either way, Bilbo is surprised at the prophecies having, having come true. And then Gandalf has the last sort of big paragraph here, which is, of course, said Gandalf, and why should not they prove true? Surely you don't disbelieve the prophecies because you had a hand in bringing them about yourself. You don't really suppose, do you, that all your adventures and escapes were managed by mere luck, just for your sole benefit. You're a very fine person, Mr. Bagans, and I am very fond of you. But you're only quite a little fellow in a wide world after all. And Thank goodness, said Bilbo, laughing and handed him <laughs> the tobacco jar just to finish it off. And that's that's the end. That's the that's that. end. We did it. This one was a little easier than the last one, so it
0: doesn't feel that's quite true. so celebratory.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Just- well, I feel celebratory so you guys can suck it. It,
0: it just it <laughs> it feels like the comfort of an old friend. Yeah. Not like climbing a mountain. Yeah. It was fun.
2: And I'm I mean, it's interesting how even when he reads a, a children's book, Tolkien isn't great at giving it a good happy ending. Mhm. Which is fine. I, I I don't mean that children's book need happy endings. I just mean Bilbo gets home, and his home is gone. And he spent so much of this book just wishing to be at
1: home. It's so sad. (laughs) Literally, you're breaking my heart over here, Caitlin.
2: Well, that's very paralleled later, I suppose, but whatever. (laughs) We can talk about that then.
0: I just had a side thought in my head that another option for the drunk episode is just to do a dramatic reading of all of the songs.
2: (laughs) I don't think that would be enjoyable for anybody. Like, not the listeners, not us, no one, no one would
0: enjoy that. Her two songs and a poem in this final chapter. It just, like, goes out with a bang, I guess. I yeah, li-
2: I like how uh, Road Goes Ever On is slightly different than the version that we get in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So it seems, like, I'm sure it's Tolkien who worked on it, you know, and was like, actually, this will be better. But he makes it seem that it's it's Bilbo who worked on it and had to edit his work.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> well, anything else?
2: Anything we wish had happened that didn't happen?
0: Everyone lives and wasn't a jerk face in the beginning. Yeah, like, that's in, fair. In, to begin with. Like, maybe you sort of deserved to die, but also would have been better if you lived and had not been a jerk at all. Do you wish that Smug hadn't died? Yeah. Dragon Friend. <laughs> and friend. Why couldn't they be friends? <sighs> I
2: wish someone appreciated Bilbo. Why can't there just be one good dragon? You know what? Yeah, I wish somebody had appreciated Bilbo. I mean actually in world lore, Bilbo does get the best reward that they can yeah. offer. So it's a pretty darn good reward. I guess in the long run, Bilbo is indeed recognized. We can talk about that later though. <laughs> And also, I liked how it showed what had the, the friendliness, not in this chapter per se, but in the last couple, between um, Frodo and the... Oh, Jesus, I said Frodo. Bilbo and the Elven King, because it makes sense then how, like, in the next book, Legolas just sort of shows up and is like, well, I guess I'm traveling with this hobbit now. But it makes sense if... Uh, the Elven King, Legolas' father, remembered Bilbo f- fondly and remembered his generosity and that they had a good parting. And-, and that makes sense as to why Legolas would join the group so readily and help Frodo out. So I liked yeah. that. It-, it It's a much better tie over, even though it wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be, than you should go meet Aragorn, even though the timing doesn't work at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just another good example and reminder of, yeah, people having reasons to
1: care about each other and work together. and Mm -hmm. Feelings, emotions, attachment.
2: There is some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. Did you highlight this line because you wanted to talk about it or were you just playing around with your mouse?
0: Oh, no, I was just clicking. I was like, well, I can delete this because you mentioned it as well. Because I, too, relate to wanting a magic ring to use when people knock on the door. And I don't want to talk to them.
2: I mean, I'm generally perfectly okay with just ignoring the door, even if they know I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I can understand the appeal to walking down the street, see somebody who looks like they're going to talk to you. whoop,
0: nope. Not
2: here anymore. Bye. I mean, I don't really want to come under the thrall of the necromancer. So I guess there are some bad things.
0: Eh. Worth but, it. You know. You'd also get your wish and live a long
2: time. That's true. But I don't really want to be a gross golem creature either. (laughs) those are your only options. options. Yeah. That's a tough one. I don't want to eat raw fish.
0: Yeah. Like, straight out of the lake, scales Mm -hmm. on. And even Bilbo with the uh, ring didn't live as long as...
2: Well, he gives up the ring. If he'd kept it, things would have been... Well, he probably would have
0: died for other reasons.
2: But if he'd (laughs) kept it and Sauron hadn't come back, Mm -hmm. things probably would have been different. Anyways, this is not Hobbit talk. (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah.
0: Very soon. Relatively speaking.
2: (laughs) So I guess guess that's the Hobbit. It seems kind of anticlimactic, but...
0: I know, I feel like I should have something profound to say.
2: Well, I think we kind of said it in the middle when Thorin died.
1: Yeah, probably. We, should we all... said something definitely because we've been here for a while.
2: We should all value good food and cheer, which I think we here all do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're always eating whenever we talk to <laughs> each other. <laughs> we always end up recording at dinner time, no matter value how hard food we above try. All. <laughs> so, you know. And, um, so, like we said at the beginning, bit of a break, and then we'll be back for our drunk episode, and then on to Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, Ooh. We'll need to record a new opening, thank God, I hate the current one.
0: <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> Which we just did a piss-poor job of, so we're gonna be we better really with that next one.
1: Yep, yep, that's the plan.
0: I was um, gonna say, we tried so hard, but really, we didn't try at all.
1: <laughs> we really didn't. I don't know which is what on was... brand, really. Yeah. <laughs> Good intentions, failure of execution.
2: Well, and when we were like recording funny things, everything was about the movie, and I didn't really want to keep all that movie stuff. So then I cut so much out, and oh my god. Anyways, it's just boring <laughs> now and weird and long. But here's the end of The Hobbit. If you have anything to say about the ending of this very fine book, you can tweet at us at Tolkien, or uh, email us at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. And we will see you all next time. I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. And I've been Emmy. Bye. Bye. Rachel, you didn't awkwardly say goodbye. Bye. There you go. alright, I'm sticking with this party now. Great. But if Frodo's there, you know, the son of Bilbo and Legolas being the son of this elven king and they were friends, the son of Bilbo, Jesus, the nephew (laughs) of Bilbo. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yep. We're here. I have not slept last night. Yeah. It's five. (laughs) It's six. You know what I'm saying? God God, Christ. I'm gonna start this one again, how about? Because that was all just a big-ass mess. (laughs)